Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Boardwalk Hardwood Floors Blues booth. Boardwalk Hardwood Floors has great floors for every home with locations in West County, South County, St. Charles County, and our new location in Mid-County. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, great to have you with us on 101 ESPN. And we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, John Kelly, the TV voice of the Blues, joining us as he does every Thursday morning. J.K., good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Randy. How are you guys? Everything's good. What did you think of Nick Letty's first performance for the Blues? I was very solid. He played over 20 minutes, had a couple of shots, uh, and came as advertised. You know, very, very good skater, good puck mover. You know, he's not a big guy. He's not a physical defenseman, but... Um, he defends with his feet, as they like to say. And I thought that he played a really good game. And I didn't see the final stats, Randy, but I know after two periods of play, the Blues had seven odd man rushes. Now, I know it's a very small sample size, but if that's an indication that, you know, he can generate offense with his puck moving abilities, um, like a Tory Crew does, then that's a good thing. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but I think that. Early on, the reviews have been very good on Nick Letty, you know, paired mainly with Colton Preco the other night. John, what did you think of the deal in general, <clears throat> excuse me, acquiring Nick Letty, but giving up Jake Wallman, Oscar Sundquist, and that 2023 second-round draft pick? Well, you've, you've got to give up something to get something, right, Michelle? Right. So um, I, think, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, as far as Sundquist, because of his injuries, he was not able to be as an impactful player as he has been with the Blues and basically was on the fourth line. And as far as Wallman is concerned, a guy that's a young defenseman that obviously is a good skater, has a good shot, but has a hard time cracking the Blues top six this year. So, again, you have to give up something. And, you know, a second-round pick next year, not this year. So, you know, I think it was a fair return for Steve Eiserman and the Red Wings, but um, right now the Blues got the better player in the deal, although he is a UFA at the end of the year. But, you know, I think that he will certainly help and we've been talking for, for weeks. I'm sure every time you've had a guest on talking about Blues hockey, your number one question is, what will the Blues do at the deadline? And I'm sure everybody said they need a left-shooting defenseman, and that's exactly what they got. Meanwhile, John, you mentioned the departure of Sunquist, and it's going to be a different-looking fourth line once everybody is healthy. What have you thought? Obviously, Toropchenko is a guy that has come up and made an impression, but what about McEachern on the other side of that? Yeah, I think he has been sort of the way he played before. I mean, you know, he's a very honest player with good speed and takes the body and things like that. He's probably not going to score many goals for you. Um, But I think he's been fine. And, you know, obviously you you look ahead, Randy, when the Blues do get healthy, and hopefully they will get healthy. Um, You could see a fourth line of the likes of Bozak and and Torpchenko and, and, as you said, McEachern perhaps, even Logan Brown. Who knows? Maybe he, he moves to the left side. So, 
Um, I, I think that Torpchenko, of, of the players that have come up from the minors, he probably is the guy that you say is a solid player and he's got to be in your lineup. And, you know, the other guys have had their moments, uh, but Torpchenko has been really impressive. I mean, he's, he's only played, what, eight or nine games with the Blues, but he's been really impressive with his skating ability, his willingness to go to the net. He, you know, he's back-checking like crazy. So I, I think of, of those players that have come up, I think he's been the most impressive. And, John, correct me if I'm wrong, but that line that they had in 2019 with Sunquist playing the way he was, Barbashev playing the way he was, and Steen playing the, the way he was, that was atypical. That's not something that you're ordinarily going to be able to find on an NHL team, to have a fourth line that was as productive as that group was. Well, you're, you're right, Randy, although, you know, you look back at, at the playoff run and they were put together, I believe, in the second round. They really became the third line because Robert Thomas got hurt, I think, in the San Jose series. And that line played, I think, more minutes than the Bozak uh, Maroon line with Thomas. And certainly in the final, they were more effective. And, you know, Bruy would put that line on the ice after a goal was scored. He would put them on when they needed some energy or a boost. And they provided offense as well. So they, they really, to me, became the Blues' third line. And obviously they were as big a part of the Stanley Cup run as any line that the Blues put out there. They were that good. John, I want to go back to Letty for a second. You talked about what you saw with him in his first performance with the with the Blues. How do you think his game could complement or impact Colton Pareko? Well, I think that you have two, number one, excellent skaters. And, and you know, everyone looks at Pareko's size and his big shot, and, and, and those things are obvious, but he's also a great skater. So now you have two excellent skaters um, if they remain paired together. So I think that's the biggest thing. And, again, the puck moving. And, you know, we, we've talked a lot over the last couple of years about the Blues and how they're not as good a defending team as they were in 1819, and they're not. But they have different people. And, you know, there, there are a couple of ways to skin a cat, as they say. And the, the Blues now are more of a puck-moving, score-on-the-rush team than they were a couple of years ago when they were a great defending team and then they wore you down with four lines in the cycle. You know, they still want to play four lines. They still want to be a puck-possession team. But I, I think that the Blues now are a better team in the transition game and they're going to score a lot, of more, a lot more goals off the rush than they did a few years ago. And I think that Letty and Preco, if they're paired together um, or not paired together, will both provide in that area. John, I would think that when you and Panger do these games and you'll have the call tonight for the Blues and Flyers on Bally, you, you have to love the drama of this race that the other night the Blues were in fourth place. They were a wild card team. They win a game and all of a sudden they're second in their division. There's so much riding on every game, isn't there? Yeah, there really is. And by the way, Randy, I'm not doing the game tonight. Oh. The game is on ESPN Plus, so the, the Bally Sports crew has the night off. So I wish I was doing the game. But oh, I wish you were too. Actually, I checked an email, I, so I thought you were doing it. Okay, but yeah. it's a, an ESPN Plus tilt. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But no, you're right. I mean, to me, this is the best time of year. It, you know, you do a lot of scoreboard watching. I watched the Vancouver-Colorado game last night. It was a, a great game. Vancouver won a huge game in Denver last night. So yeah, it's, it's the best time of year until you get to the playoffs, and then that's the best time of year. But it's a lot of fun because now you're, you're wondering where you're going to finish, and obviously the Blues certainly have not qualified for the playoffs. There's still a long ways to go, and they have to win games. Um, but they're in, a, they're in a very good spot, obviously. 
So, yeah, it's so fun to, to watch every night. You know, you might go, for, as you said, from second in the division to a wild-card spot, and then the next night you jump back into second spot. So it's, it's a great time of year. John, one guy in particular that's been really fun to watch is David Perron, who now has goals in seven straight games. He's had his ups and downs this season as far as his health is concerned, as far as his production is concerned. But what do you think is working for him right now? Well, his shot, uh, Michelle, um, to simplify it, he, he just have great uh, confidence in his shot. And, uh, you know, a great example to me was was not obviously the, the empty net goal, although that was a pretty good shot from the blue line. <laughs> but, but last Saturday in – in Columbus, and, you know, he scores those uh, two goals on the short side um, when the Blues were down a couple of goals, and um, one was a power play goal. And, you know, if you're a right shot on the left-wing side and you can pick a corner on the near side, the short side of the goaltender, and hit that corner, that's, that's an accurate shot. And that tells me that he's got complete control of his shot and a lot of confidence in it. So I think that's the biggest thing. And, you know, like a lot of goal scorers, when David isn't scoring, he's not shooting the puck enough. And, you know, he might dust it off or, you know, shoot wide or things like that. But right now he's getting a ton of shots. I think he's averaging close to five shots a game in the last five or six games. He's getting a lot of shots, but more importantly, they're, they're very accurate. He's got a lot of confidence in, in that shot right now. Hey, John, one quick other thing that I want to talk to you about, and we, we have talked on our show about how fragile it is when you get to a Stanley Cup Finals, how you, you need to win it. Yesterday, the NHL denies a trade that Vegas had made with Anaheim to open up some salary cap space for Vegas. Now Vegas will very likely not be able to activate Mark Stone, a key forward that they have on long-term injured reserve, and Alec Martinez, one of their defensemen. And they, if the playoffs started today, would not be in. They've got real problems in terms of just fielding an entire team. And Robin Leonard is out, too, with Vegas. Well, they had eight players out with injury the other night, Randy. So, yeah, they've got multiple multiple problems right now. As you said, right now they've played more games than, than all of the other contenders, and they're on the outside looking in. And with all these key injuries, um, they're in trouble. And, yeah, you're, you're talking about Dodonov, who was traded mm-hmm. to Anaheim, and the trade was, was rescinded. So he is now a member of the Golden Knights again. I, don't, I quite a, can't understand why... When Ottawa traded his, when you know his rights and him to Vegas, why that that no trade list was not included in the trade, but apparently the no trade list are not included in in the paperwork. And you know perhaps the NHL might make changes because of this this situation. So you know it's really uh, amazing in today's um, technological uh, age that something like that could happen where where one single one-page document was not part of of the trade process, and that's why um, Vegas didn't know that Anaheim was on his no-trade list. So it's it's really crazy that it happened today. It's crazy, and it it could bring down the Vegas playoff hopes. John Kelly, always good to have you with us. Thanks so much, and uh, we will see you for the next Bally game, as you mentioned, tonight's game in ESPN contest. But we always appreciate your time. Okay, thanks, Randy. See you later. That's John Kelly, the TV voice of the Blues on 101 ESPN. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, 
And with Letvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Letvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lectio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lectio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lectio. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.